Everybody, welcome to the Soul Food Priest podcast with Father Ben. It is awesome to have you, and I'm here with Sylvia Vega and Kira Roddy. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> well, I'm tired and great. Yeah. <laughs> well, that. we're moms. Yeah. That's an everyday kind of thing. It's just busy. It is. It is very, very busy, and I'm so grateful that our temperatures (laughs) starting to change. Yes. Yes. It's the little things in life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was speaking of changing. um, So this week, I was like kind of getting into the fall culinary feel. Mm -hmm. So I made mushroom cherry bisque. And then I made you guys some lemon poppy seed. I have it right here next to me. Mm -hmm. Can we? uh, Yeah. Try it. Lemon poppy seed pound cake. So it's got it's got a feather of streusel topping right in the middle of it, um, and uh, so it'd be ideal, Kira, if I could wait till you have a mouthful of food and then say, I start asking you questions. I was gonna say you're gonna throw yeah, me under yeah, the bus yeah. again. I could, I'm this gonna shove this in my for. mouth and then you're gonna ask yeah. me a question, huh? Just saying, my what do friend, you think? my favorite kind of bread is lemon. Oh yeah. So mm. this is just hitting the spot. Okay. Mm. Well, usually what one would do is you kind of after you make the lemon poppy seed pancake, you soak it in limoncello. Mm. And um, mm. so that's the Catholic version. Mm-hmm. It's muy importante. Mm-hmm. Thank you for also bringing water. As you can yeah. hear, our mouths are mm-hmm. full. I would have never thought to put streusel with right in the poppy middle. seed. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle. But it's good. So we were thinking today that we mm-hmm. would do like a rapid fire of questions. Yes. Kind of like on putting somebody in the hot seat. So before you guys do your rapid fire of on like on father ben mm-hmm. like it's a 60 minutes interview oh or my something goodness. Yeah. okay goes. i'm gonna ask you some questions do you remember oh geez okay remember, who are you asking both of us both mm. of you okay guys. perfect okay Here we go. do you remember not long ago we did a podcast on uh louisiana and cajun creole yes cuisine Oh my remember? goodness! Here he goes. Oh no. Okay, yeah. so Go we're ahead. gonna re- we're gonna do an Ugh. exam review. All right. Failed. So this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> and if you don't pass, then there's like a hundred lashings. Okay. okay. I wasn't prepared for this. And Saturday school. Okay, okay, here we go. Ready, spaghetti? Here we go. All right. Uh, everything is review, and everything has to do with Louisiana. All right. Prison and the frog. Uh, okay. No. No. <laughs> Uh, what? No, of negative. All the okay, here Louisiana, we go. That's like I don't remember some of those. Oh, shit. All right, chop, go, chop. Go, 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 here we go. go. What is nutria? We talked about this. What is nutria? Is this a fruit? Negative. An animal? Yes. It's is it like a like a lizard thingy? Negative. Oh, it's so an we, animal. It's an animal. What is nutria? I have no clue. I don't remember. It's an this. animal. Nutria is a a rat. Like yes. a beaver, it's about two feet long with with orange teeth, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, lives on the same island that Tabasco sauce is made from. Yeah, I think it's called. Do I get half a point? About that. Yeah, we talked about that. Are you I sure? Negative. Half a I'm, point? Actually, I'm lying. But um, <laughs> but anyway, we would have talked about it if I thought about it. Next. Okay. Uh, okay. What is wh- what's a roux? Oh, a root like okay. How, spell roux. Is it the R U E? Okay. So are you talking like the thick R E A U X R O? See, I can't even spell properly. Okay. Yeah, I felt. Oh, so a roux is, it's like a type of, oh my gosh, not a broth, but like a, a thick sauce. I, I am, he's so disappointed in me right now. Okay, <laughs> this is not nuclear physics, all right? No, I'm not please. asking brain surgery. <laughs> 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 we failed. Wah, uh. wah. 
Okay. Rue, equal parts fat and flour. Okay, you can make a oh, blonde roux, a medium oh, roux, or a dark roux. People I know I are going to be okay. so disappointed in me. So you I'm guys are truth. doing pretty good here. All right, Horrible. number three. So what is the difference between an etouffee and a jambalaya? Uh, <laughs> crawfish? Yes, there's both. One oh. soupier, one Very good, jambalaya Kira. has rice. Very good. <gasps> That's awesome. So okay. etouffee is thick gravy served over rice, whereas jambalaya has rice like mixed into it. Uh-huh. Okay. See, all my Louisiana friends, that's good what they job, feed me. Kira. That was yeah. all her. That was all. Very, all very good. I concur that to the okay. Louisiana friends. Next question. What is a beignet? Oh, hey. Oh, the little I, things the, that I love with the, the sugary pastry. thingies. Right. Thank you. Very Fried good. dough with powdered sugar on top. Very good. Mm-hmm. And there's savory beignets and sweet beignets, like crawfish beignets. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I've never heard of that. And sweet beignets. Okay. Crawfish. And by the way, Louisiana did not come up with them. They were uh, started with the French. Okay, next question. What is boudin? Oh, no. I do know this. Oh, man. Okay. Repeat the word. Because oh, I heard boudin. something. Boudin. I know it. So, But I don't. B-O-U-D-I-N. Boudin. Is it a type you of... put your boot in oh, something. Is no, it a type you don't of, put your boot in the boudin. Okay. <laughs> is it a food? It is a food. Uh, yeah, yes. it's a food. And is it... Oh, it's spicy. My, it's Cajun-y because it's Louisiana. Uh, yeah. Okay. But I'm just totally guessing here. My Louisiana friends are so disappointed in me right now. I don't okay. have any, so it's okay. Uh, Wait, wah, no. Wah. Claro Diaz would be very disappointed. Yeah, that's his dog's name. Really? Yeah, his dog's uh, name is Boudin. Okay, he would be so, very disappointed. Um, so, Boudin, there's French Boudin, and then there's Cajun Boudin. Okay, mm-hmm. so Cajun Boudin has mostly rice, but traditionally Boudin is, made, is blood sausage made with pigs or cow's blood. I've okay. heard of this before. Yeah. I have, and I'm still making the same yeah. face. Mm. All right. So, what is the difference between Cajun food and Creole food? remember we had this discussion going way back the difference between cajun food and creole food i've always thought they were kind of the same because people associate them the mm -hmm. same but they're really not the same creole was more french influence very good kiarati i think and cajun was like a take off of that but more yeah that's more like country like one pot cooking cooking like gumbo uh-huh. And and jambalaya, they would make one pot Cajun country food. Mm-hmm. M- both of them use like um, o- okra, gum- mm-hmm. gumbo filet, mm-hmm. um, which is the leaves of what they make root beer from, sassafras. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh-huh. but Creole food is more refined, more city food, more French influence, mm-hmm. and uses tomatoes, whereas. Uh, Cajun food would not use tomatoes. But I didn't know the tomato thing, but yay. Very good. Okay, okay last question. Oh, jeez. Are you ready? Okay, yes. All right, here we go. Last question. <clears throat> what is terrapin? Repeat Don't that. Know. Repeat that. <laughs> what is terrapin? Sounds like an antibiotic. Negative. It's a spice. Negative. Dang. Terra again? You ever heard the song by the Grateful Dead Terrapin Station? No. no. Terrapin? Okay. I'm not a deadhead. Okay, so uh, <laughs> terrapin, believe it or not, is turtle. Oh. Like tur- you've heard of turtle soup? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's where that comes from. So, so no, that makes sense. Terrapin is a freshwater turtle that lives in the marshes in Louisiana. And mm. so for years, they would, in a lot, like Commander's Palace and uh, K-Pauls, they would make uh, terrapin soup or turtle soup. Now they don't really do that because it's not really nice. But um, 
So, okay, what would the t- consistency? I mean, I don't see where that would Is be like gamey? chicken. No. no, it's actually it's actually pretty good. I have to say. I mean, it, would it have like the texture of like an oyster? Mm, no, it's Alligator. a little bit. I would say it has texture more of, of pork, in my oh. opinion. Um, but it's it's pretty tasty, uh-huh. and of course they wouldn't. A lot of places would never serve it now because it's not really nice. Mm. And but I would say that I'm not a big fan of alligator, and a lot of them eat alligator. I like mm-hmm. fried gator. That's about it. Yeah. So I'm very impressed yeah. with you guys. Your your culinary ability. Not me. This You're is so amazing. optimistic and yeah, positive. Yeah. Okay. To be totally fair, <laughs> next time can we stick to like Texas? Because that would be a little bit more fair. Well, Texas food is more barbecue slash Tex-Mex. Ding, ding. Right? I mean, you know, which if we're going to do that, we should just say, fine, let's just fine, do Mexican. Fine. Or quizzes on things that we actually talked about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It is yeah. now Valid our point. turn. Okay, hit me. The hardest question on this list. <clears throat> What is my mother's middle name? Just kidding. <laughs> okay. I know what your so, mother's name is. Um, so these questions were sent in by um, listeners, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people loved your Ask Father Ben stuff, so we kind of just wanted to, you know, kind of pull from there as well. Um, so your first question, this was submitted by, can we say mm-hmm. their names are right here? Yes. Uh, Miss Beverly. Her question was, how does the Catholic Church feel about cremation? Mm-hmm. So cremation is uh, permitted. It's permitted. All right. Mm-hmm. And there's actually in the rite of funerals, spelled R-I-T-E, the liturgical rite of funerals that priests use and deacons use, um, there is in the back mm-hmm. a prayer service using the rite of cremation. In other words, so it is permitted by the church, cremation. Okay. And um, and so and a, a lot of people choose this for uh, for ease purposes if they need to transport the the cremains or the the remains of somebody even to another country, mm-hmm. um, but also for economic reasons. It's generally a lot cheaper to have um, to have uh, yeah. cremation, mm-hmm. right? And so the church does permit that, but we would say not to keep the uh, cremains or the, the, the ashes in somebody's house. Very like important. we want to put them in what's called a columbarium or a sacred blessed place, right? And that's important for practical purposes. Like if there's an earthquake, mm-hmm. you want them in a stable place, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we do permit that. Now, um, on that note, because um, I know there's like churches that have a place for them. Does it have, can it be... At a cemetery, can it be? At a, does it have to be in a church? It doesn't matter as long as they are. Uh, is it like a blessed place or something? Yeah, exactly. So it can be. There's there's four parishes I think in our diocese that have a columbarium where one would put uh, mm-hmm. an, an urn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as long as the as long as the ground is blessed, it's blessed usually by the bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course the priest would bless it at the funeral rite too. Okay. Right. Thank you. Interesting. Are you impressed that I knew that? I'm a little bit sad that I didn't get any of your questions and you got mm-hmm. my questions, yeah. but I that's am okay. happy. That's Thank right. you. Eh, that's all right. <laughs> With God, all things are possible. I forgive you. <laughs> okay. Here is another one submitted by Pat. If God is so forgiving, then why are people going to hell? Ooh. If God is all forgiving, why do some people go to hell? 
and um, and there's a couple points to remember. Number one, free will. God gives us only what we've chosen. So this is one of the things when Jesus says there's nothing revealed, concealed that will not be revealed, nor whispered in secret that will not be made known. Mm -hmm. So in other words, the life that we have chosen uh, of the course of our life after we die, there's what's called the particular judgment before the final judgment. Mm -hmm. So the particular judgment is the moment we die, Catholics believe we kneel before Christ and he will give us only what we've chosen. Mm-hmm. So the truth is, uh, Jesus does not send anyone to hell. We freely choose hell. Although Jesus attests more than once to the existence of hell. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he says, for instance, he says, um, don't be afraid of those who kill the body, but, but those uh, the, in, in hell, be afraid of those who after one dies, have the power to destroy the soul, right? Mm-hmm. What he calls Gehenna, mm-hmm. and um, and so he and he he also refers in Matthew twenty five to the separation of the sheep and goats, mm-hmm. and so he says there will be uh, the the goats will go off to an eternal punishment. I mean he and and he says this more than once. I mean mm-hmm. to me this is uh, I am more than happy to debate anybody that denies the existence of hell and sadly we've had more than a few theologians priests and bishops of the course of the catholic church even our own time that that reject this which is insanity it's a blatant rejection of catholic doctrine and to me anybody you can't look around you and and still reject the the that hell exists i mean to me, there's there's no question. Some of these people that do these horrific, horrific things like human trafficking, there's going to be an eternal mm-hmm. accountability for this, no yeah. question. Mm-hmm. And um, and and um, what's going on in Ukraine right now? <clears throat> these poor people, everything, the the atrocities mm-hmm. and the genocide that's happening. There's going to be an accountability for that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, in brief, then yes, God is merciful. But he will give us what we've freely chosen. Catechism of the Catholic Church, part four, um, says that uh, in the heart, man chooses eternal life or eternal death. Mm. So it is a free will choice that not only human beings were given, but also the angels. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so some freely chose to follow uh, Satan. As Jesus himself attests to in Matthew 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, Jesus is forgiving, but we're the ones that are mm-hmm. acting on not That's going right. to heaven. That's right. <clears throat> Let me pick on another hard one here. Please. You're getting them all right, Father. Okay, here we go. What's the church teaching on life support, living with, you know, living will guidelines? And what if you're directed to like an execute another person's living will that go against church and what funeral arrangements and cemetery arrangements follow the church teach so i guess it's like three questions in one so you can take them one at a time number one is what is the church teaching on life support and living will guidelines yeah so (laughs) what do do catholics actually believe about life support and um by that meaning like if somebody's on a respirator Mm -hmm. And, and so often people have what's called a, a living will mm-hmm. or advanced directives. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe they really should. They should always have advanced mm-hmm. directives. I, I certainly have one. So um, one of the things that, that uh, Catholics believe is that we are not required 
to uh, to to stay on a respirator. You know, mm-hmm. if it's ob- obvious that the body is shutting down, um, we always have to provide clean linens and and what's called ordinary means. That that is, um, if somebody's in a persistent vegetative state, a PVS state, we always have to provide uh, clean linens, adequate health care. Um, but if their body is shutting down, in some instances, if we try, if we feed them, it actually causes more harm. Mm. So we do not teach that under that uh, in every single circumstance. If it's obvious that uh, that food is causing more harm mm. than good, and the body is cut, shutting down, they can withdraw it. Now, if somebody's in a PVS state, a persistent vegetative state, we have to provide that. Mm-hmm. So long story short, there's what's called ordinary means and extraordinary yeah. means. So John Paul II, for instance, in his 95 encyclical, Evangelium Vitae, the Gospel of Life, mm-hmm. he talks about this in detail. And then <clears throat> um, the um, dicastery on doctrine, doctrine and faith, the DDF, um, they t- they have uh, they have a, a letter that they talk about um, euthanasia, mm-hmm. and the, the bishop's own document on euthanasia talks about this. So, in other words, um, like chemotherapy, we would not be required to take chemotherapy. Okay, mm-hmm. that's optional. If if one and I've known many people that are faithful Catholics that have said, "I'm not taking it, I'm yeah. not taking it," but if somebody wants to, they can. Okay. Um, also, if somebody uh, wants to take, if they if they need morphine, even if it decreases their life, um, we can give morphine, even if it subtracts from their life, because we're not killing them. What we're trying to do is uh, alleviate pain. Mm. So Pope Pius the twelfth in the fifties was giving a talk uh, to anesthesiologists, mm-hmm. and he makes this point too, because they asked him that question. Yeah. But way back in the 1950s, and that's what he said. He said, yes, you can give the morphine even if it subtracts from their life. So uh, with regards to like end-of-life uh, uh, issues, yeah. it's always good to remember that we do not teach that we have to keep someone alive at all costs. Mm-hmm. Okay, we don't teach that. And what was the other the second the, uh, question? The, the, the second question was, what if you're directed to execute another living will that goes against... The church. So if somebody specifically writes down and directs, say, a sibling or a child to do, to do something that goes against church teaching, we, we, we don't do it. Okay. We don't do it. Um, and uh, usually it's not because the person has, like, nefarious motives. They just honestly may not know. Mm-hmm. They may not know. Yeah. So we're not required to do that. And, and in some instances, we couldn't do that. Yeah. The third one, I think we might have already talked about it a little bit. It says, what funeral arrangements, cemetery arrangements, follow the church teaching? I think we touched a little bit upon it. Yeah, as long as um, with funeral arrangements, it's always good to think ahead. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're always thinking clearly when we think ahead. We're not thinking. uh, Usually people don't arrange funerals until the moment somebody dies. Mm -hmm. So it's good to think ahead. Where do I want to be buried? What readings? What music? And um, uh, so we can do the rite of cremation, and we can, of course, have a standard funeral. With, within a, a standard funeral with a body, there's a funeral um, inside of a mass or mm-hmm. with a mass and a funeral without a mass. Yeah. So um, without a mass would be without um, Holy Communion. 
Mm-hmm. So both of which are both of which suffice to have a Catholic funeral, mm-hmm. right? But one has communion, one doesn't. I guess this is my little question on that. So I guess when one passes away, you just need uh, your last rites. Is the funeral uh, necessary? Do you have to have a funeral mass? We definitely want to. We would say yes, because we're praying for the person, that they can be fully uh, accepted into the kingdom of God, right? And, uh, you know, nowadays, of course, uh, I mean, it drives me crazy. Everybody says that it's a celebration of life. We're not going to pray for the person, I'm like, okay, that's crazy. Yes, we <laughs> celebrate their life, but we pray for the person. If they were alive, yeah. they would say, please mm-hmm. pray for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's, you know, yes, we celebrate their life, but people often do that because they're just not comfortable having a discussion yeah. about death. Mm-hmm. They don't have a vocabulary for it. So you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna whitewash it and it's butterflies <laughs> and rainbows, it's yeah. a celebration of life. Yes, we can celebrate the the blessing they were, but we're going to pray for them, which means they really need a, a funeral yeah. mass, mm-hmm. right? And that's yeah. where the requis at, at Pachet, uh, R.A.P., right? Uh, rest in peace. This is mm-hmm. where it comes from, mm-hmm. you know. Thank you. Okay, so this is from Anonymous. Okay. What do you do if adult kids stop going to mass? And second, if these same kids want to get married outside the Catholic Church. What do you do if your adult children <laughs> stop going to Mass? Well, um, first what you do is you punch them in... No. You, um, <clears throat> um, so what we want to do, in my experience, uh, and uh, just like a preemptive strike here, there are many, many people, including clergy, that would disagree with what I'm about to say, which is fine. Okay, so I'm, this is Father Ben's opinion. Take it for you want. Mm-hmm. Salt over the shoulder. Um, I, can, I can say in my experience without even hesitating, um, I can say that one of the things that I found absolutely counterproductive is to call them and say, have you gone to Mass this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Um, because most young people, especially young men, tend to very much react. They're allergic to that. They do not like that. And so what we try to do, in essence, is we try to give them a, an example mm-hmm. to follow. And a lot of times they will come to it themselves. So I think, I, it's, I would say, to answer the question, what we don't do, mm-hmm. okay? Um, don't, you know, I, I know so many parents over the years that, f- <laughs> that will follow their children on Live 360 to see if they go to Mass. And I'm like, if, okay, so if you do that, do not mention that to your kid. <laughs> All right, because they're going to. I saw you didn't go to mass. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's the same thing. You may not mention, did you go to mass? But, but I can guarantee you, they're they're just going to pull back. It's going to be a rubber band effect. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in other words, my my advice there: sit on one's hands. And what was the second one? The second one is okay. So the those adult kids have stopped going to mass. And those same kids want to get married outside the Catholic Church. Right. Yeah, so what often happens with uh, uh, a lot of young people, they, 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 especially when I say young people, I'm talking mid-20s, early 20s, early 30s, mm-hmm. that age group. There's a, that's a time frame for most Americans, at least, of identity. Okay, what's my career? Uh, where do I want to work? Uh, all my friends, I've been a bridesmaid now in four different weddings. It's my turn to get married and have children. 
you know, not again, these are not bad things, but there tend to be larger identity related questions. Mm -hmm. Do I believe this faith I was raised with or is it just hocus pocus? And what's the difference between, you know, Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu, Catholic, Protestant, Jew, Gentile, atheist? Is it all the same? It's all pistachio, vanilla, chocolate, um, strawberry. Um, So they're asking these kind of identity-related questions, which is good. That's good to ask those questions, right? And we teach it's good to ask those questions. So what often happens is they will get married outside of the church in a non-Catholic church or with a justice peace or at Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, And then after about five years, that's when they decide they want their marriage blessed with a sacrament, which is in the Catholic world, we call that a convalidation. Mm-hmm. So we're blessing, uh, blessing it with a sacrament. Mm-hmm. And that, now a lot of them do decide that they want to initially get married in the faith, but it, I would say that's pretty common. And even, even in a Catholic wedding, quite a few people that come to Catholic weddings now are not Catholic. Mm-hmm. So they have to decide, are we going to have Holy Communion? Or are we not going to have? So it's like we were talking about with a, a funeral. Mm-hmm. One can have a funeral with communion or without. Mm-hmm. We can have a wedding with communion or without. Mm-hmm. So one, it would be a, a, a marriage in with a mass or marriage without a mass, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, often later in life they decide they want to have more of a um, have their marriage blessed. They would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like his chair was that hot. Just no. saying. He knew a lot of this. We, we're so, gonna get- <laughs> well, and I am going to say, too, so now that you're, not that you got through yep. the questions, what's your favorite cocktail? My favorite cocktail, well, without a doubt, uh, you guys know Stanley Tucci. Oh, yes. Yeah, so Stanley Tucci. Uh, why are you right. shaking your head? You don't know Stanley Sylvia, Tucci. you don't know who Stanley Tucci is? Oh, my Really? Okay. okay, maybe I do. Can you just say who he is, and then I'll say Okay, that. really? Have you ever seen Julia and Julia, the movie about Julia Child? Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, no. <coughs> Father Ben. I, I'm is, watching it tonight, actually. It was it was on my list. Okay. And I think he just died a little. I mean... I think Father just died a little. Can you just... Can you just punch me in the jaw and make this easy? Okay. Now your chair is red. <laughs> <laughs> so Stanley Tucci is amazing. He he recently did this series on um, kind of like Anthony Bourdain went around parts unknown all over the world with mm-hmm. food. Stanley Tucci is considered a lot of people say he's like the new Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. He's so he did a series with CNN on discovering Italy. So he goes over uh, every region in Italy. Mm-hmm. So his book called Taste. Mm-hmm. is fantastic oh. and so to answer your question Stanley Tucci loves Negroni and he also loves uh, martini and I absolutely love gin martinis I do know who Stanley yes. Tucci okay yes and he's an actor too isn't he yes yeah yeah okay I, I just don't know people by yes. names okay yes y'all. Sorry. Yeah, uh, okay. exactly. Very good. <clears throat> thank you. I do. You so redeemed you yourself. Can sm- you can smile. Okay. I'll go I mean, watch Julia and Julia. Thank you. Please do. <clears throat> yeah. Um, he was in Hunger Games and yeah, some of these. Okay. I know he is now. Yeah. All right. I'm, I mean, I'll be fine. Names. I'll You'll be, be fine. Gin martini breathe, breathe. or the Negroni? I like I like Negronis, but Jim Martini's the best, okay. and I like it super dirty. Yeah. Uh, with with a lot of olives. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what does super dirty mean? It means it's salty. It's okay. got like olive juice. Okay, a bunch of yeah. olive juice. Yeah, because yeah. you know I like fruity drinks. So when it comes to like, yeah. I don't know the terms. Yeah, I just know like, um, like on the rocks means like with ice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not, and like, you're too young to remember wine coolers. 
That was I lo- remember was it, wine coolers. Do you remember I, I know, wine coolers? I, I know what wine coolers are. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. So wow. They were like the little... Th- it's, yeah. I mean, it's an... You probably have seen them in the Smithsonian. You know, that's like... <laughs> So anyway, listen, thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to put soul in your food and give food to your soul. God bless you.